0: My plan was to make eggnog for this episode, but the heavy cream in our fridge had gone bad, so <laughs> I decided to not poison us. Well, thank you. But then I realized I don't even know if you like eggnog. I don't think I've ever had it. You've never had eggnog?
1: Not that I can remember.
0: What? Well, I was going to make this like alcoholic eggnog, which I don't think I've ever had.
1: Do you want me to pause this episode and we can Just run to the store? <laughs>
0: cook get some and try it? Yeah. Well, anyways... Basically what it is, is milk, eggs, and sometimes
1: alcohol. Nice. Yeah.
0: Welcome to America the Bizarre. I'm your host, Jordan Roush, And
1: I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roush.
0: So, Merry Christmas. This is going to be our first Christmas episode. So, that's exciting.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas.
1: And Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa, whatever faith, religion, holiday. All of those.
0: (laughs) On January 27th, 1778, the Continental Army first occupied West Point, New York, and between 1778 and 1780... A garrison was constructed there to be used during the Revolutionary War to protect the Hudson River Valley from British ships. The fort was known as Fort Arnold, named after the fort's commander, Benedict Arnold. In 1780, Benedict Arnold secretly agreed to surrender the fort at West Point to the British in exchange for 6,000 pounds. Before Arnold was able to surrender the fort, the plot was discovered by the Continental Army, and Arnold fled to the British for protection. And the fort's name was then changed to Fort Clinton, named after General James Clinton.
1: What? Fun. Okay, Benedict Arnold. A little fun That's where history, but yes.
0: Oh. A little fun history about West Point.
1: Uh, there's a Santa Claus reference in there. What? In the movie with Tim Tim Allen.
0: Have to you'll have to elaborate.
1: There's just a scene I don't remember. He just says references Benedict Arnold to somebody who was a two time and backstabber. Uh-huh. In the <laughs> <movie>. We'll <laughs> I mean, have to rewatch that's it.
0: That's a pretty common phrase. I do think that's my favorite Christmas movie, though. Absolutely. Starting in mm-hmm. second, what, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer is your wow, favorite. the animation series. Yeah. yeah, the whole series.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Even the, Christmas. Oh, the original claymation, the, it's not the new CGI the, claymation. But even the Christmas in July Frosty the Snowman one?
1: Don't know that I've seen that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be on ABC Family. <laughs> At some point. Yeah.
0: Starting in 1794.
1: The plug for ABC Family. So <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> ABC, if you feel or like. Or I
0: think it's Freeform now. Ah, Freeform, yeah. So, you know, if we're going to get free... Three Advertisement. Four. Twenty-five days of Christmas, <laughs> because Disney obviously needs it from our podcast. Starting in seventeen ninety-four, cadets were sent to West Point to study and train in art in artillery and engineering. Alexander Hamilton introduced a bill to the House of Representatives.
1: So there's more branches than artillery and engineering, right? Army, right? Right. But But those are the only two real branches that they think require more thought and training uh, being an infantry officer or... So (laughs) at
0: at this point... A
1: seance.
0: (laughs) At this point in America's history, West Point wasn't a military academy. Right. It was just a fort, but they were really good at artillery and engineering, and so that's just where soldiers went to study it. It wasn't an academy. Right. But... Alexander Hamilton introduced a bill that would lay out plans for the establishment of a military academy at West Point. And then when Thomas Jefferson was elected president, he directed the academy to open shortly after his inauguration in 1801. Nice. The United States Military Academy officially opened on July 4th, 1802. The school opened with three instructors and 10 cadets. <laughs> start, start small. Yeah. There were very few standards for admission or length of study in the beginning. Cadets ranged in age from 10 years old to 37 years old, (laughs) and their attendance would range from six months and six years. I think it was just kind of...
1: (laughs) Yeah, the 10-year-old, Do what? the one that was there for six years. I hope
0: so. I think I saw...
1: Maybe the 37-year-old, they got out of there in six months. I
0: hope so. And then I think I read that the very first graduate, he was only there for like three months. Oh, really? Yeah. He started in July, and he was done by October. Hmm. He graduated. And then people could just start whenever. So you just started whenever, graduated whenever. I think you just were like, okay, I'm done now.
1: (laughs) I'm graduated. I'm ready to be an ossifer. (laughs) Give me my commission. Yeah,
0: really, not really standards at all for our military academy. The War of 1812, which is the second war Um, with the Americans had against the British. It showed that we had a lot of shortcomings in our military, and it inspired Congress to spend more money on the Academy. The money allowed the Academy to expand its facilities and increase the number of cadets to 250. So, from 10 to 250. That's a big (laughs) jump.
1: Quite the increase.
0: Colonel Sylvanus Thayer ruled West Point as superintendent from 1817
1: to 1833. With an iron fist? Yes. Did he rule? Yes, he did.
0: (laughs) Um, He is known as the father of West Point. Thayer came to West Point hoping to turn it into a respected place of military learning. Good. Yeah, he was like... We need some standards. We need rules.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guidelines. We can't just willy-nilly be doing this army thing. Yeah, 10-year-olds and...
0: Thayer came to West Point hoping to turn it into a respected place of military learning and quickly implemented strict rules while he was in charge, including prohibiting cadets from leaving the grounds without permission, prohibited cooking in the dorms, and prohibited dueling. (laughs) Because I guess you don't want your cadets murdering each other on the lawn. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because they'd all just shoot the ones that they hated. (laughs) Well, you're
0: trying to keep them alive. Uh, It's a waste of money if they die.
1: Right. But I imagine they had blue falcons back then too that would be like this basically that's a s that's like a it's like a snitch like a oh okay like a, I did a,
0: not know a blue falcon was blue
1: a blue falcon is somebody who like they they make other people look bad on purpose to make uh, themselves look better and they're very uh can be two faced you know gotcha so, so everybody would just be dueling the. The blue Falcons. Yeah, and murdering them. Uh Thayer <laughs> Which I guess maybe actually is a bad thing, like
0: No, it is a bad thing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thayer made the cadets eat a diet of beef, bread, and water to prepare them for military rations that they would receive in the field. Oh god. <laughs> Since the opening of West Point, cadets were allowed to drink alcohol on only two days of the year the Fourth of July and Christmas. On July 4th, 1825, the party started to get a little rowdy, and the <laughs> cadets started a snake dance, which I think is just a big conga line. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the students grabbed the school's commandant, William Worth. Commandant. Come on, commandant? Commandant? Is that? I believe you.
1: Commandant. Commandant. Okay. William. Commandant. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Sorry. That was uncalled for. Commandant. 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 What? No. <laughs> Command-
0: <laughs> okay, Worth. His name is William Worth, and he was an important he person.
1: The Commandant.
0: He's the Commandant. Yeah. So they hoisted him up on their shoulders. He didn't want to be hoisted him up, hoisted up. No they, hoisting, no dude, hoisting. No, leave me on the ground. They hoisted him up and put them on their shoulders and then carried him all the way back to their barracks. <laughs> Thayer was furious and quickly shut down the festivities. Starting in 1826.
1: So now they're down to one day a year well, they can drink. <laughs> started,
0: so they were able to drink that Christmas. But starting in 1826, Thayer banned any alcohol on campus. Mm. Like, even including 4th of July and Christmas. Gotcha. If a cadet was found drinking, they would be court-martialed and expelled. July 4th, 1826, America's 50th birthday, was celebrated completely sober at West Point.
1: Wah, wah.
0: <laughs> wah,
1: wah.
0: <laughs> Trying to get a good sound bit. Wah, <laughs> wah. So there were two taverns located just outside of the walls that surrounded West Point: Martin's Tavern and <laughs> Benny Heaven. Benny people
1: la- Like I imagine the scene, uh, uh, what is it? Where they're running up to the walls with ladders, and there's just like <laughs> they're just scaling the walls to get to the tavern, you know?
0: Or it's like <laughs> what is that movie War Z? Or with Brad Pitt, where the zombies are just piling on top of each other to get over the wall. Mm-hmm. That was that. That was West Point. Um, the taverns were obviously illegal for cadets to visit, but many cadets did anyways, with many commanding officers just turning a blind eye when they saw cadets at the tavern. Yeah. They Everybody kind of figured they're going to blow off steam. Yeah. As long as it's under control. Nobody's... Yeah.
1: Which it wasn't, right? Too no.
0: <laughs> It's a bunch of young guys drinking. Obviously, it's not cool and under control.
1: (laughs) Testosterone (laughs) gets in the way.
0: Benny Haven would let cadets trade their shoes and blankets in exchange for alcohol, (laughs) as long as it wasn't the Academy's property. So they wouldn't let them trade uniforms or anything. They're like, did you buy this? Okay, you can trade it for alcohol, but we won't take anything from the Academy. They had standards Uh. for themselves.
1: Well, they just knew that the U.S. government would come and Yeah, it would just be trouble for everybody.
0: (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe actually went to West Point, Hmm. and he spent most of his time while attending the academy at Benny Haven, until his many absences led to his dismissal after only a year at West Point. (laughs) Poe would call Benny Haven the sole congenial soul in the entire godforsaken place, (laughs) which it doesn't surprise me that Edgar Allan Poe didn't last long at West Point. There was actually a third tavern named North's Tavern that was directly behind West Point. Thayer bought the tavern and property it sat on and turned it into a hospital, hoping to keep the cadets from sneaking off and drinking. Hmm. Jefferson Davis, the future president of the Confederacy, was arrested and censured several times for leaving his post to go drink at the taverns Hmm. and was actually the first cadet to be arrested for drinking at Benny Haven. (laughs) (laughs) Another time after drinking at the tavern, not the time that he got arrested, but a different time, Davis and his friends decided it was time to go to bed and began the walk home back to their dorm at West Point. All of a sudden, Davis disappeared from his friend's sight. Davis had drunkenly fallen 60 feet into a ravine. (laughs) His friends started yelling out for him, hoping that he didn't break his neck. Luckily, Davis was alive. Luckily, unluckily. (laughs) However, you look at it, and he said he didn't really even feel a thing, though he did have a lengthy stay in the hospital. (laughs) But he was allowed to still stay at West Point. Ah, tripped, didn't stand. What happened? They're like you weren't even supposed to be off campus that Christmas. Davis and his friends decided that it wouldn't be a proper Christmas without a drunken party. Theirs rules be damned. In the days leading up to Christmas Eve. Four sets of cadets abandoned their posts in order to get alcohol for the party. The cadets rode across the river to Martin's Tavern, because the liquor there was cheaper than at Benny's. When they got to Martin's, they had a few drinks, and then they bought a gallon of brandy and a gallon of wine, and then they worked out a deal with the tavern to get a gallon of whiskey on credit. Another set of cadets went to go buy eggs, milk, and nutmeg to make eggnog, and some of the cadets went to Benny Haven to buy some mutton in case anybody got the drunk munchies at the party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some mutton? Yeah. Nowadays, it's taquitos. Back then, it was
0: mutton. I mean, now you just get Taco Bell. Back then, it was leg of lamb. Leg of (laughs) lamb? Leg of lamb. After rowing back across the Hudson with all their alcohol... (laughs) They found an enlisted soldier standing guard at the dock. <laughs> the cadets paid the soldier 35 cents to look the other way while they unloaded the alcohol and snuck it into their dorm. And then they just like uh. kept the, all the gallons of whiskey in their dorm room under blankets. <laughs> the plan was to mix everything together into a very boozy eggnog, which had been the traditional drink of the annual Christmas party at West Point. Eggnog can be traced back to medieval Europe when it was usually only enjoyed by the upper class because fresh milk was hard to come by. When Americans started to drink eggnog, it was widely enjoyed by everyone because most of the ingredients were usually easily found at any farm in New England. So you just gotta get go to your cow, get the milk, Mm -hmm. go to your chickens, get the eggs, And then because of the triangle trade between New England, West Africa, and the West Indies, that made uh, rum and spices widely available to the colonists. Nice. George Washington even had his own famous recipe for eggnog that included rum, sherry, brandy, and whiskey.
1: We should try it. George
0: Washington liked to get it. Yeah. Try his eggnog recipe. Yeah. It'll be drunk off her butts. Yeah. It's fine, it's the Founding Fathers. Yeah. It's a recipe. Of, re- not recipe. That's the recipe of America. <laughs> <laughs> so Thayer wasn't stupid and he figured <laughs> that some of the cadets would try to sneak alcohol in for Christmas. At a small holiday party on the twenty third, that I'm pretty sure was just for the staff. Uh, staff
1: Faculty.
0: Yeah. Thayer talked about the possibility of cadets trying to party with uh with his colleagues. Like he was talked about to his colleagues about the students starting to party, mm-hmm. not the students would try to party with teachers.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Thayer decided to assign two officers, Captain Ethan Allen Hitchcock and Lieutenant William A. Ah. Thornton, to monitor the North Barracks for any trouble. On Christmas Eve, Hitchcock and Thornton made the rounds of the barracks, but nothing seemed out of the ordinary, so they went to bed around midnight. Right around that same time, Nine cadets started to dip into their batch of eggnog. <laughs> Gradually, more and more cadets started to show up to the party, and so it expanded to another room as well. Huh. Around 2 a.m., several of the cadets started singing very loudly, while one cadet tried to get them to quiet down. <laughs> I can just see that guy be like, shut up.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably would have been the guy that was already passed out, because I couldn't have stayed up till midnight for a party.
0: <laughs> I... <laughs> I w- uh,
1: I'm the early sleeper. you couldn't yeah. wait till midnight to start drinking. <laughs> I'm I would I would have
0: been the person to be like, shut up. Right. Stop right.
1: singing. <laughs> They're
0: gonna catch us. So by 4 a.m. the party really started to get out of hand and sounds of the party could be heard through the floorboards. Hitchcock woke up to the noise and decided to go investigate. Hitchcock
1: <laughs> Captain, you don't you done screwed up i got drunk already <laughs>
0: it's been four hours hitchcock walked into a dorm room and found six or seven very drunk cadets he ordered them all to go back to their rooms and go to sleep hitchcock started to make his way back to his room when he heard sounds of another party coming from another room when he went into that room, he found two two cadets trying to hide from him under a blanket. <laughs> Can you just imagine these drunk dudes just be like, "Shh, you yeah. can't see us." You're talking too loud. <laughs> They're just giggling. <laughs> then a third cadet was using a hat to cover his face so that Hitchcock couldn't identify him. <laughs> Hitchcock ordered the cadet to remove the hat, and the cadets, Emma, and Hitchcock started yelling at each other. Hitchcock read the group of cadets the riot act and then left to go investigate more noises that were coming from the floor below. <laughs> Hitchcock found an even bigger party and while trying to break it up, Jefferson Davis burst into the room and yelled, Put away the grog, boys. Captain Hitchcock's coming. <laughs>
1: Like, he left their room. Yeah.
0: And then he Hitchcock went... Hitchcock
1: beat him there. So
0: Davis left the room, went to go to the other room to talk to his other friends. They're like, hey, Hitchcock was just here. So he went to go warn his other friends, but Hitchcock was already there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Foot, foot in mouth.
0: So Hitchcock immediately ordered Davis back to his room, and Davis complied. I think he was super hammered. He's like, fine, I'll go to bed. <laughs> Other cadets were not so ready to stop partying. One cadet then yelled, get your dirks and bayonets and pistols if you have them before this night over, Hitchcock will be dead. So that guy
1: Mm.
0: really kicked things off.
1: Turn turned it
0: up so by now Thornton the other officer had also been awoken by the party and he was trying to break it up too he was in a different room (laughs) one hour later (laughs) after
1: Hitchcock's trying to fix his stuff
0: a cadet threatened Norton or a cadet threatened Thornton with his sword and then another cadet hit Thornton with a piece of wood and knocked him out so now Thornton's out Hitchcock is all by himself again (laughs) Hitchcock was trying to break down a barricaded door when a cadet pulled out a pistol and tried to shoot Hitchcock. Luckily, another cadet bumped the shooter and the bullet hit the door jam instead of Hitchcock. But it convinced wow. Hitchcock that he needed backup. And I don't, nobody knows if that student meant to bump him or was like drunkenly bumped into him or was trying to save Hitchcock's life. Yeah. But luckily it did. Hitchcock found a cadet relief sentinel and told him to bring the commandant of cadets. Commandant. Oh my gosh, okay, I'm not re (laughs) Just say commandant. Commandant. Back in the barracks, rumors were going around that Hitchcock was gathering the bombardiers, which was the nickname for the regular artillery men stationed at West Point. The cadets hated the bombardiers and began to arm themselves for the impending attack. The cadets smashed windows and broke furniture to make barricades. Davis was passed out in his room after he puked up all the eggnog <laughs> left in his body but he woke up to his roommate loading his gun and then so Davis saw that and then just rolled over and went back to sleep he's like what are you doing he's like loading
1: my gun and he's like well whatever yeah, yeah I'm not gonna deal with this shit
0: the artillery men never came because Hitchcock had never summoned them slowly the drunken cadets began to sober up and when Commandant Worth showed up they finally all calmed down and put their weapons away at 6 a.m. on Christmas morning. So, I don't know how long this has been going on. Probably only two hours. <laughs> but at 6 a.m. on Christmas morning, the reveille sounded, and the sober cadets of South Berwick's quickly made their way to roll call.
1: So, speaking of reveille, it's like, uh, you know, in the military, it's it's very... Everybody knows what reveille and retreat is. Sure. <clears throat> so, growing up, I had a... Nickelodeon radio.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Well, I think so.
1: Had like the It looked like a kind of crazy lab alarm clock.
0: I've heard your mom and sister complain about it.
1: <laughs> yes. Because it played Reveille, and that was my favorite. It was the only thing that would get me up in the mornings because it was this a lot large, not large, it was this loud, annoying Trumpet sound.
0: Uh... Anyways, and now instead your alarm clock either has let's see what you've had since we've been together. Uh, a Nickelback? duck, a duck call, dogs barking. And Nickelback. So Which it literally has not gotten Nickelback just
1: motivates me. Not because it's annoying, but Nickelback motivates me.
0: Be free to write in to tell Jeremy how wrong he is.
1: <laughs> or right, <write. laughs> Whatever. You choose. It's America. the bizarre.
0: The cadets of the North Barracks, the few <laughs> that actually got me sleep, awoke, and they were extremely hungover and they awoke to their dorms being absolutely destroyed. There was broken windows, smashed furniture, banisters that had been ripped off of stairs, and piles of shattered plates, dishes, and cups. The cadets of the North Barracks slowly made their way to Roll Call, where Thera was waiting for them. Of the 260 total cadets attending West Point at the time, it was thought that as many as 90 of them had taken part in the Eggnog Riot. Thayer decided that expelling a third of the students would look poorly on the academy, especially since it was still so young.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he decided to implicate only the most serious of offenders. 22 of the cadets, including Jefferson Davis, were placed under house arrest. The weeks following Christmas were filled with investigations and court-martial proceedings. 19 cadets and one soldier were court-martialed. Davis was spared of the proceedings, probably because he went straight to bed when Hitchcock told him to.
1: Oh, my gosh. Did they get the NCO that they paid off at the docks Is that the I don't, soldier? Uh, it might be. God, that poor dude. He was just trying to help him out. Yeah, I
0: don't know if it was him or not, but maybe. For over a month, a tribunal of professors and soldier heard testimony from over 167 witnesses took place. <laughs> One of the witnesses was a cadet named Robert E. Lee, who oh. did not take part in the riot, but was a character witness for several of his classmates in hopes that they wouldn't be expelled. So he was a good cadet, and so he oh. like provided good character witness oh, for Robert his friends. E. Yeah. Davis claimed that he didn't rat out any of his fellow cadets, but records showed that he did. Um, he at least implicated his roommate that he woke up to loading the pistol. <laughs> All 19 cadets were found guilty and were sentenced to be expelled from the academy. Eight of the cadets found guilty were saved by a recommendation of clemency and were allowed to continue at the academy, and five of those eight cadets ended up graduating. Fifty three other cadets that took part in the riot received lesser punishments. Jefferson Davis graduated in the bottom third of his class, but he became a war hero in the Mexican American War and then the President of the Confederate States. So, eh. Yeah. None of the buildings from the Eggnog Riot still stand. But when the Academy decided to build new barracks in 1840, they included short hallways in the design that would require cadets to exit the building in order to access another floor. This would make it more difficult for cadets to gather in large numbers if another riot did break out. The Academy is still open today with an enrollment of more than 4,000 students and is under the direction and supervision of the U.S. Army. The first African-American cadet was admitted into the Academy in 1870, and the first female cadets were admitted in 1976. And... Grandpa. Huh? What's that? What? <laughs> and that's the story of the eggnog riots at West Point.
1: That's great.
0: Which even most uh, West Point cadets don't know about. They don't talk about it, probably because they don't want them to it.
1: Right. I know they have very strict uh, policies and standards as a cadet. Yes. So, not really surprised that they don't want this. Getting out. <laughs> getting out. Um,
0: yeah. That, all right. My sources for this story are When Eggnog Sparked a Riot at West Point by Christopher Klein, A Brief History of West Point by the United States Military Academy, Eggnog, It's All Fun and Games Until Someone Starts a Holiday Riot by <laughs> Natasha Guiley, The Eggnog Riot by Michelle Allegro, The Eggnog Riot by Carol S. Funk, U.S. Military Academy Established, an article on history.com. The Boozy and Violent Story Behind America's Eggnog Riot by Matt Davis. And Ridiculous History: Here's Why West Point Cadets Rioted Over Eggnog in 1826
1: <laughs> by Lori L. Dove. Yeah, it's great. It's a great story. I love it. I feel like uh, <clears throat> anytime the government tries to regulate alcohol, they should know better. Because today. What's today? The day that we're recording this? Oh.
0: So we're recording this on December fifth, which is the anniversary of Prohibition ending.
1: Right. And Woohoo! what happened in Prohibition? <laughs> they banned booze and the people rebelled. People st- had riots.
0: People, people still drink. Yeah. You can't take alcohol away from the people.
1: Right. Even especially from soldiers going through officer training.
0: <laughs> they just need
1: to relax. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I like the I I liked imagining the uh, soldiers, the cadets, rowing across the river in a little <laughs> tiny boat with, with alcohol, right?
1: Like this, it's like a. I just imagined it as like a like an old plywood boat, like something yeah. that they built,
0: like a raft.
1: <laughs> yeah, more of a raft, makeshift boat
0: with a tiny little like little sail.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no sail, <laughs> but. Or I imagine them dressing up like powdered wigs and (laughs) crossing the Delaware.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just really getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we'd like to wish you, everybody that's listening, a Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. And we'll have one more episode before the new year. But I hope all of you have a great time with your families this holiday season. Safe travels. Safe travels.
1: Hopefully you're not stuck in any airports for too long. Yes. And if you are, make sure you read the FAA regulations on what they owe you. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Make sure we'll be posting things on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to see more behind-the-scenes things, you can also support us at patreon.com. We have bonus episodes and bonus content on there if you'd like... To know more about America the Bazaar and get more episodes, we have apparel if anybody feels like buying need, themselves something need, for Christmas. Yeah,
1: you got some extra cash now after Christmas. You need some stretchy pants. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you need a sweater. <laughs> you want a sticker for your new Yeti cooler or tumblr
0: the possibilities are truly
1: endless truly endless and it is good quality stuff that you're selling.
0: <laughs> so until next time stay, stay weird, weird america, america.